0: Good morning, everyone. How are you all doing today? That's not good enough. How is everyone doing today? All right. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord today? And boy, do I have a word for you. So if you're a first-time guest with us, if you're joining us right now online, I want to thank you for being here. I want to go to Acts chapter 16, beginning at verse 22. Acts 16, beginning at verse 22. This is what the word of God says. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas at the city officials ordered them to be stripped, to be beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten and they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they did not escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet into the stocks. And around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Now, would that be your first reaction if you were in chain, in prison, beaten and stripped? Hey, this is a great time to worship. But this is what Paul did. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. They were singing hymns to God. And notice, all the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. The prison was shaken from its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew a sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop! Don't kill yourself! We are all still here. The jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeon and he fell down and he trembled before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and he asked, Sir, what might I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Let me say that one more time. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Can we jump over to verse 27? This is what grabbed me, what I felt led to preach about today. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed, let me say that one more time, he assumed the prisoners had escaped. So he drew his sword to kill himself. In other words, this man was about to make a permanent decision out of a temporary circumstance. Are you listening today? This man was about to make a wrong choice out of a wrong assumption. I want to preach to you this morning on the subject. It's not what you think. Come on, say that with me. It's not what I think. Help me preach one more time. Tell your neighbor right now it's not what you think. Come on. It's not. What you think. I want to preach on the harm that your wrong assumptions can bring into your life. I mean, imagine if this man would have just waited a few more minutes. He would have seen the truth and not even thought about making such a bad decision. And God was clearly up to something great, but he couldn't see it. So I wonder how many things in our lives God is getting ready to do in His greatness, but your assumptions are getting in the way. Your assumptions can get in the way of God's greatness. And a lot of us are on the wrong assumptions that are causing us to see life the wrong way and therefore make wrong decisions. Let's pray to get this service started. Because I pray as you leave this church service this morning, you would learn to see the truth and not live under your false assumptions anymore. You guys ready for this word? Come on. Amen. Father, bless this word in the name of Jesus. Help me preach. Amen. Amen. Wrong assumptions. How many of you have made them? Come on, don't pretend. Wrong assumptions. I thought, I felt, I really, I really assumed and then you feel and you realize you were all wrong. Let me give you some two examples of wrong assumptions in my life. One of them happened last week. Last week I woke up at 5 a.m. And I have a, a problem with my back. So I have this amazing routine of anointing myself with Icy Hot. Most every day. But this morning, as I woke up last week... I put on, I put the icy hot bottle where usually I put the deodorant. And it was dark. That's the problem. It was dark and I didn't even bother turning on the light. So I literally woke up and I opened this bottle up and I just applied. Who makes icy hot like this? This is deceitful. And I put it on under my armpits. It was all good. And then 15 minutes later, it looked like I was worshiping the whole day. I was like, ooh, ooh, something's burning. And it transferred over to my body. And I was burning. And I was in pain. And I was uncomfortable. And my day, I tried washing it off. It did not work. So most of that day, that morning, up to the afternoon, that whole day was uncomfortable It was painful, it was just discomforting, all because I assumed it was deodorant. Are you with me? And I was under so much pain and agony, all because I did not take the time to stop, to make sure I was making the right choice, I just lived off my assumption. I made a choice out of my assumption. So therefore, I had no one to blame. I had no reason to get angry, except only with myself. That's what wrong assumptions do. You see, it caused me a lot of pain. It caused me a lot of discomfort, all because I made the wrong choice out of my wrong assumption. And I wonder how much pain in your life right now, how much agony, how much discomfort are you allowing yourself to go through because of your choice to live under your assumptions and rather than the truth of God. And whatever we think we feel, or whatever we feel we trust and whatever we trust we do. And therefore, we're making all these wrong decisions in our lives because we're looking at life through the wrong angle. Speaking of wrong angles, since I started this church almost nine years ago, something interesting has happened. Every time we've had a celebration or a get-together, there are certain women in our church, I'm not going to name them, there's one of them, They always ask me, hey, can you take a picture of the girls, a group picture? And as I get the phone ready, they say, no, 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 wait, higher. For nine years, higher. No, no, higher. To the point that I'm standing on chairs. Okay, take it. I take the picture. Man, we look great. We look so skinny. Wow. And they post it. And the truth is, anyone that looks at that picture says what? Wow. But all it is, is angle. You know, if I wanted to right now, we can dim the lights. I can ask you all to stand. I can stand in that corner, hold the phone in a certain angle, and it will look like this entire church is filled to full capacity, revival, and I just have to tweet it or tag it and say, Wow, what a service. God showed up. And through that angle, you would say, Man, there's something happening in that church. No, just angle. How many of you are guilty of the angle trick? I do it when I fish. I catch a fish this small. But if I hold it right, it looks like it's this big. And I tag it. What a catch! But that's not true. It's just my angle. And I wonder how many assumptions you have in your life. That you're looking at life through the wrong angle. You're looking at people through the wrong angle. You're looking at your circumstance through the wrong angle. And that angle you're looking at causes you to have a false perception, therefore brings a false assumption that causes you to have the wrong action. And that's why bad decisions are made and like the icy heart you're bringing to your life unnecessary pain and discomfort and loss of joy all because you're living under your assumptions rather than what God is saying you might have a wrong assumption about your life right now it's never going to get better it's never going to change You might have a wrong assumption about your yourself. I'm good for nothing. God can't use me. God can't love me. I'll never get better. I'll never get healthy. And you're looking at life and yourself through the wrong angles. Maybe you have the wrong assumptions about others. And some of the greatest people in your life, you can't stand right now because you're seeing them through the wrong angle. And maybe you're forfeiting great friendships because of your assumptions that's not there about a person. Can I get a witness today? Maybe you have a wrong assumption about God. And you're thinking God right now is mad at you. God demands perfection from you. God is disappointed with you. And when you live under these wrong assumptions, you begin to make wrong choices. There are so many people as a pastor I encounter with wrong assumptions. There are so many marriages ending because of wrong assumption. There are so many people walking out from God because of wrong assumption. And I believe it's because the devil has you looking at life through the wrong angle. And when he gets you to see the wrong angle, it brings about wrong perception. And your wrong perception brings about wrong choices. That's why there are some people that will never see the greatness of God, even though he's ready to display it. Because rather than trusting in what God is doing, You're trusting in what you're assuming. See, in that prison, God was doing something amazing. But this man couldn't see it. This man was about, you know, we read this and we we focus a lot on Paul and Silas and the worshiping in the prison, and that's all nice, but I don't want to talk about that. This man grabbed a sword. And he propped it and he was about to just end his life. And you know what's even crazier? The Bible says that this man had a home and he had a family. But because of his assumption and his choice, he didn't care about his family at that time. He didn't care about his children. He didn't care about his wife. See, that proves to me that sometimes my assumptions are more powerful than other people. And my choices are so right on to my assumptions that I don't care who I hurt, I don't care what I say, I don't care what I do, I'm going by what I assume. So this man, he gets the sword. Because there was a massive earthquake. And the only reason there was an earthquake is because God was opening up doors and breaking chains. That's a good thing, right? See, God was doing something amazing. When God shakes your world, doors begin to open for you and chains begin to fall. But even though doors are opening and chains are falling, Assumption had this man still in prison. So, even though God is doing great things around you, you're saying, I don't see it. Therefore, I assume God has abandoned me. I assume God has forgotten about me. So, this man grabs a sword. He looks around and he says, Oh man, the prisoners escaped. Was it true? No. Oh man, they're going to they're kill me. And rather than give them the satisfaction of killing me, I'm going to kill myself. And he was about to make a permanent decision out of a temporary circumstance. Are you kidding me? How dumb. Oh wait, we're that dumb. Don't act like you always make the right choice. How many opinions and choices have you made because of your assumption? This man assumed everyone escaped. This man assumed that none of those prisoners had integrity to stay. This man assumed that he was about to lose his life so I might as well take it. See, why is wrong assumptions so harmful? Why is wrong assumption so dangerous? Because when you have false assumption, you see what's not there. You believe what's not true. And you miss what God is trying to do. Let me say that one more time. When I have wrong assumptions, I see what's not there. Is that not true? You see something in someone, that's not true. Oh, this is the worst person ever. They didn't say hi to me today. They're probably mad. What did I do? Oh my gosh, I'm the worst friend ever. And it's just not true. You begin to see what's not there. And if I see what's not there, I begin to believe what's not true. And if I have faith in what's not true... I believe that I begin to miss what God is doing in my life. And that's blessed me. See, if we're not careful, your thoughts and assumptions, you can make more powerful than God. Not that your thoughts and powerful are more powerful than God. But you make them more powerful than God. You give your thoughts and assumptions more power over your life than they need to have. So you begin to make all these wrong choices. Sometimes assumptions can even trick us into assuming good things when they're really bad. I'm going to get to you too, don't worry. But how many people in the Bible were led astray and actually messed up their entire life because of wrong assumption. You know, I thought about about a man named King Saul and David. No, David was a pretty nice guy, wasn't he? I mean, any guy that wants to come over when I can't sleep and play a harp for me to worship and, and calm me down, pretty nice guy. David fought battles for Saul. David defeated giants for Saul. And because of David, Saul's life was actually enhanced and better. But see, one day Saul was hanging out and he heard these women singing a song. And the song said something like this, David has killed tens of thousands of people, but Saul has only killed a thousand. What kind of song is that? But then jealousy came. And you know what happened? Saul assumed David was trying to take the palace from him. Was it true? Not once. But the Bible says Saul despised David. Do you know how many people despise other people that are great for their lives do you know how many people despise other people that are a blessing to them you know how many of us hate people that we're incapable of loving because we assume the worst about them but that person you're assuming the worst about can actually bring about the best in you But see, false assumption begins to divide and break apart great relationships. Even when David was in the cave and Saul got in that cave to relieve himself, it's crazy that the people that David was around said, hey, God brought you Saul today to kill him. And they assumed God was doing something amazing. They assumed that this was from God. See, if we're not careful, we can assume something's from God, but it's really what we want, and we make it out to be from God. So you can be marrying the wrong person, dating the wrong person, getting into the wrong job. I mean, how many opportunities do we get into that aren't from God? But all I have to do is say, I felt God tell me. All I have to do is, I know she's from the Lord. Tell that to Samson. Another man that lived on the wrong assumption. See, Samson represents wrong assumption about sin. He knew that it was a sin to get into a relationship with Delilah. But you know why he did it? Because he assumed that sin would never catch him. He thought he was stronger than the consequences of sin. And that might be you today. And he woke up and he was tied up and his hair was braided as a warning. She's crazy. But Samson, being the man that he is, assumed she was plain. I feel Are you crazy, girl? You're just playing. Come on. How many? Where are my guys at? Come on. You see the warning signs, bro. You see it. But you assume she can change. Come on, ladies. Where are you at? Some of you had a little Samson in your life. Long flowing hair, beautiful body, strong. But he's not the one for you but you just assume he is because he looks so spiritually strong. But if he was so spiritually strong, he would have even been in Gaza on your bed. But I can change him. Assumption. So assumption breaks relationships that are healthy. Assumption breaks, brings relationships that are not healthy. Even Peter. Peter made a mistake. Come on, how many of you made a mistake in this lifetime? A big one. A sin. He denied Jesus. And he's a repeat offender three times. Come on, how many repeat offenders do I have? I said, Lord, never again. Oops, I did it again. You're like Britney Spears. I did it again, Lord. I'm sorry. Come on, we're... Repeat offenders? Good. Good. You know, Peter assumed because of his actions, because of his choice, because of what he did, his calling was disqualified, and he assumed that he was good for nothing for Jesus, good for nothing for the ministry, so he assumed he should just go back to his old life, and he wandered off from Christ living under condemnation and guilt and discouragement because he quit the ministry assuming God quit on him but when Jesus came back on shore and saw Peter he embraced him restored him and Peter was better off than before and when Peter looks back in his life he realized how many days and weeks he spent Living on the wrong assumption that wasn't there. But the worst wrong assumption I've ever seen in the Bible. And it's one that cannot be forgiven, by the way. Can't be forgiven. Now, I want to know what it is. Kwan, do you want to know? Jesus would go into town. He'd do miracles. (laughs) No miracles. Awesome stuff. (laughs) That's how he heals people. (laughs) Come on, it's my sermon. So anyway. (laughs) But think about it. Jesus was doing, it. when Jesus goes back to his hometown, the people assumed, ah, it's just Jesus, the carpenter's son. So he couldn't do a miracle there, walked away. He went into other towns and people assumed, ah, this is just a prophet. It's not God. This is, there's no way this is the Messiah. Doesn't look like it. So they just assumed he was just prophet. Other people, oh, this is just a teacher. Just another teacher. Some people went as far as saying, this is the devil himself. How do you assume Jesus is the devil? And they rejected him. And you know that these people today are in eternity in hell and they're realizing now he was right in front of me but my assumptions led me the wrong way. And they pushed Jesus away. What are your assumptions about Jesus? See, if you're living on the wrong assumption I got a word for you today and it's in the Bible verse 28 Paul shouted stop sometimes life is so complicated the answer is so easy stop do you need to hear this today in Jesus name stop Come on, say it. No, say it to your neighbor. It's okay now. Say, stop. stop! Just stop it! How easy is that? This man, come on, this is what happened. This is a David version of the Bible. So this guy, he's like, he's on his knees, right? And he has a sword in his throat. And he's like, <laughs> the prisoners escaped and the worst Jailer ever! Stupid, stupid, stupid! They're gonna kill me and kill my family and I'm just gonna end it all! Ooh, pity party of the year! And all of a sudden he hears a loud voice Stop! Huh? Hey Amen, I got a little preacher back there. He hears a voice saying, Stop. Hey, if you're living on the wrong assumptions, first thing you gotta do is stop. What I mean by that is don't make a decision out of an assumption. Don't you make a move until you know the truth. You could have saved your life from a lot of turmoil had you just stopped and not made a permanent decision out of a temporary circumstance under your wrong assumptions. It's dangerous. I wonder how many jobs we quit out of wrong assumptions. How many marriages have ended out of wrong assumptions? How many dreams have you quit because of wrong assumptions? So when you're under all this stress and turmoil, and what if, and oh my gosh, and this is gonna happen, (laughs) and just say, sometimes you gotta be so crazy, you gotta talk to yourself. And David, you need to stop it. Stop. Can we not take a deep breath? And exhale the word stop. Stop. How good did that feel? Stop. What's next? Verse 29, I love this. He says, stop, don't kill yourself. We're all here. I love this jailer, because he's so negative. He didn't say, all right, thanks, Paul, for saving my life. Oh, That was embarrassing, wasn't it? I almost like... You know the jailer didn't believe Paul in the context? You know why? What did he do right after? He called for what? Lights. Because it was dark. And when it's dark, things do not appear as they really are. Come on. In the dark... I see hot is deodorant. In the dark, the robe you hung behind your door is a murderer to get you. In the dark, you see things and believe things that aren't there. Am I not right about that? So this man is in the dark and he hears, stop, we're all here. But he says, no, no, no. I need some light to prove it. And I'm not mad at him for this. Because I'm going to preach now. Psalm 119, 105. Your word. Hey, your word is a lamp to my feet. It's a guide. A light for my path. You know what you got to do when you're living on the wrong assumptions? First, you need to stop. Second, you need God to shed some light on it. And you've done so by the word of God. What does God have to say about my assumptions? If you're assuming God can't love you, let God shine some light when he says in the book of Psalms, nothing will ever separate you from the love of God. Then you're like, okay, I see it now. Thanks, God. Sorry, devil. When you assume you're not going to make it to next month's rent, you're not. You're going to starve, you're going to lose everything, assume something is okay. What do I do? Stop! Okay, okay, God set some light. I've never seen a child of God begging for bread. I will supply all your needs according to my riches. Don't you worry about tomorrow. All right, thanks, God. Sorry, devil. Call some light into your life. You gotta get the word of God in your assumptions, because only God will shed some light on the truth of your darkness. All of us go through dark times, and in those dark times, that we go on the wrong assumptions. Every person, every relationship, every marriage, every church, any person in this world goes through seasons of dark times. And in those dark times, we make wrong assumptions. And in those wrong assumptions, we make permanent decisions. And that needs to stop. Shed some light on what you feel. Shed some light on what you're assuming. Let me tell you what will never guide you the wrong way, the Word of God. The Lord will never fail you. And whatever he says will come to light, the word of God says. So this man, he didn't even know it, but he was doing something so magnificent. He stopped when he was told to stop. He called for light to enter that dark place. So when the light came in, the truth came out. And when the light came in and that truth came out, he saw that everything he heard was true. Paul and all the prisoners were there. So he stopped and never killed himself because the light saved him. And this light will save you. It's that simple. When you're in the dark... You can't see and things aren't always what they appear. And the devil is telling you lies and he wants you to make the wrong permanent decision out of a dark temporary circumstance. You need to stop, get into the word of God and just say, Lord, I need your light in this darkness. What's the truth about what I'm feeling? And find it. and Trust it. And as we close, verse 30. This man was living on the wrong assumptions, miserable, about to end his life. I wonder what it is today in your life you're about to end because of what you're assuming. Maybe you're here today, you're listening online, and it is your very life you want to end. And you want to make a permanent decision out of a temporary circumstance in your life. Not only is that decision... Wrong, it's selfish, because there are people that love you and need you. Just like this man had a family, you have a family that needs you. But this man is human, like we are. And he's living under all these assumptions. Clearly because he's in the dark. So things aren't always at they appear. So maybe right now, you're seeing things that aren't there. You're seeing hopelessness. You're seeing discouragement. You're telling yourself, God has abandoned you. But see, when this man stopped and he called for light, the light... Entered the dark and brought about the truth. So I advise anyone in this church today if you're feeling like your world has become dark, the Bible says that Jesus is the light of the world. Invite him in. Say, Jesus, I need you in this darkness. Show me the truth. In verse 30, The Bible says he brought them out and he asked, what must I do to be saved? Because this man realized, man, one minute I was in the dark, I was about to kill myself, I was lost, I was hopeless, I was discouraged. But then the truth came out and I realized that God was there and He had a plan for my life and He saved me. What do I have to do to get this Jesus? Because right now, wherever you're at in your life, God will enter. Jesus will save you. And Paul says something amazing. In verse 31, he said, Believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus. And you'll be saved. And it doesn't mean to believe in his existence. A lot of people believe he existed, but they assume he existed to be a teacher, a rabbi, the devil. You get it? When God says believe in Jesus, it means believe in who He is. Who is He? He's God, who came to this earth to die for your sins. He is the only way to the Father in heaven. Not by works, but by grace, the Bible says, are you saved? That's it, yes. Believe that you're a sinner. But believe that Jesus can forgive your sins and save your soul and put all your faith in him. And the Bible says that this man got saved. Him and his entire family. So God all along had a mighty plan for this man's life. Because he did something amazing. Amazing. stopped, he shed light I need light God what's the truth and thirdly he humbled himself and said what do I do come on are you there right now What, what, what do I do God it takes great humility to admit you don't know what to do You may not know what to do about your household right now. You may not know what to do about your health right now. You may not know what to do about your spouse right now, your kids right now. And it takes great humility to not live under false assumptions, but to stop and get into the word of God and humble yourself and say, Lord, I don't know what to do. Today, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. It's it, that's all it is. And maybe that's you today. The Lord has brought you to this church because he's about to shake your world, open doors, break some chains, and save some families. But it's up to you. But see, you're here today also, because I know there's another group of people in church that say, Pastor, I'm saved. But you know that saved people still live under wrong assumptions? There's a lot of people that are born-again believers that are on their way to heaven, but the devil has them, living under the worst assumptions. There are Christians today that are born again, on their way to heaven, love Jesus with all their heart, but they're living under such wrong assumptions. They're living with discouragement, depression, anger, anxiety, sin, hatred, jealousy. Because you're saved doesn't mean that wrong assumptions can't creep in. Peter was saved. Peter was walking with Jesus. But did he not have a season of wrong assumptions and bad decisions? And maybe that's true you say well pastor what's my answer the same answer as a lost person stop come on say it with me stop shed some light and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ no I already did that no 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 you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for your eternity and your soul but now I'm asking you to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ for your circumstances in your life What did Jesus say about what you're going through? Believe him. You don't just believe Jesus for salvation. You believe in him for every day of your life. So maybe the Lord is telling some Christians here in this church. You need to stop. You need to get back into my word. So the truth can come out. And when that truth comes out believe me don't believe what the news says don't believe what the circumstances do and the doctors tell you don't believe what you see or what you assume believe in the Lord Jesus when Jesus said don't you worry about your life would you believe him When Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, I'll give you rest. Will you believe him? With every head bowed, every eye closed, let's all stand to our feet today. I want to pray for two groups of people today. And if you're listening online, I thank you for listening. And I want you to pray this too. You pull over in your car right now. Because I see you struggling. The Lord sees you. There's thoughts of suicide. Thoughts of ending it. There's thoughts of quitting. Discouragement. Right now you need to stop. You need some light in your life. You need to get back into the word of God. And let the truth come out. The Lord loves you. The Lord has a plan for your life greater than what you're going through right now. Don't you assume that what God has started, He's not going to finish. Because right now, in your moments of fear and discouragement, the Lord can be shaking some things up because He's getting ready to open some doors and break some chains and restore some families. And this man would never have assumed that God was going to do this. But he did it only after he stopped. He called for light. And he humbled himself and said, What do I do? It's time for you to confess to Jesus, I don't always believe you. There's no judgment in that. Say, God, I don't always believe in your goodness. Because where is it? I don't always believe in your faithfulness because I don't see it. I don't always believe in your forgiveness because I don't feel it. And God will say this to you right now. Stop. And let me light up your darkness and bring about the truth. I died on the cross for you. And if I did that for you, I can do so much more for you right now. But you need to humble yourself and tell God, what do I do? And sometimes the answer is so simple get back into my word. Let me shed some light and just believe me again. If you're here this morning, You don't know why you're here. God does. He loves you. He died on the cross for your sins, and the Bible says it clearly. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. The Bible says if you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died and rose again, you will be saved. The Bible says he is faithful and just and will forgive you of your sins. I don't care who you are, where you're coming from, what you did right now. If you will call upon the name of Jesus and believe that you need him and he's a way to the Father, you will be saved. And who knows, you being saved may even extend over to your family like this man's. And God can do so much more, but he has to get to you first. So if you're here today, give Jesus a try. He won't disappoint you. You pray this with me right now, wherever you're at. Just say, Lord Jesus, I believe. I'm a sinner. I need you. I know you died on the cross for my sins. And today, I receive your forgiveness as I place my faith in you. In Jesus' name, welcome to the family of God. Come on now, give them a round of applause. And if you're here today, let me pray one last time to dismiss you. But you're here today, you're saying, God, I believe you. I gave my life to you. I'm walking with you. I'm on my way to heaven and I know that without a doubt. But Lord, I'm in a dark season that has me assuming wrong, that has me fearful, that has me discouraged, it has me depressed, it has me anxious, it has me worried. Things are not as what they appear to be. But Lord, I'm getting back to your word. I need you to shed some light in this darkness. I want you to pray this with me out of humility. Just say, Lord Jesus, what do I do? In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. No, it can't be that simple. Yes, it is. You humble yourself and say, Lord, what do I do? And Jesus says, I'm glad you asked. Let me give you some lights. Father, thank you for this word, for this church service, for bringing us back. It's been a tough month but I thank you for those here today that stuck with us. Father, as we leave this church today, there's a lot of wrong assumptions that's going to happen Monday, this afternoon. But I pray that when the enemy puts in all these wrong assumptions, help us to get back to your light, your word, bring about the truth, and believe you, Jesus. Just believe you. That's all I ask. Lord, help us to believe you when these lies come in, in Jesus' name.